I'd wager there are fewer frustrating things than looking down at your to-do list, seeing it grow in front of you, and knowing that some of these things you need to get done are vital to the success of your business. In today's solo show, I share with you four vital activities that every pharmacy owner could be doing on their daily commute, plus I've got some great insights from two retail masters of how you can master omni-channel retail in your pharmacy. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, all the way through to episode 89. Big show today, a nice short, sharp solo show, which I know I've been promising for a while now, packed with value. You're going to get four vital activities that everyone should be doing on their daily commute, and I'll go through the how-to, the tools, the resources, and all the things that you might need to get these things underway in your next commute to the pharmacy or from the pharmacy, depending on whether you're listening to this on your lunch break as well. Also, we've got some insights from some previous events that I've attended in the last three to four weeks. Chris Kaivitos, the CEO of Sneaker Boy, and a big thanks goes out to Brian Walker and the Retail Doctor Group for the invitation to their CEO's event. I'll mention that a little bit later. And also to my alumni who invited Tim Kobe from 8 Inc., who's responsible for creating the fantastic Apple retail experience we all enjoy right now. So some great insights from both of them and how they can apply to your pharmacy business today in creating a more remarkable experience in the omnichannel world, which of course is now just retail. Really nice and simple. So first up, the four vital activities you need to be doing on your commute and how to do them. Well, first and foremost, I asked many of you in my travels and certainly in the discovery sessions and some of the quick chats and coffees we've had over the last 12 months of some of the strategic insights that you may have in your business. When do you sit down, do some business planning? Obviously, we've been talking about goal setting in the last few weeks as well. And the typical answer for many of you have been, I don't have time for that. But I can tell you by asking just really simply how long it takes you to get to work every day, I can tell you that some of you have up to 12 hours a week that you're spending in the car getting to your pharmacies. And you can be doing some of these vital activities while you're going along. I've had the great pleasure of being practicing some of these over the last 12 months, having to travel out to some of your pharmacies, but also more recently in the last few weeks in going to the Transformation Lab, which is a one hour commute from where I live in Melbourne. So it's fantastic that I can actually share some of this with you because I've been able to crash test a lot of these techniques, work out what works, what doesn't work, but I can tell you that you can't do it alone. So the first resource that you're going to need for some of these activities is to consider looking at a virtual pharmacy assistant. And this doesn't have to be someone you employ ongoing, but just to be able to tap into the virtual infrastructure of people who can do things for you while you don't have to do them 
while you're in the pharmacy so you can focus on your patients. So things like transcribing, and I'll explain in a moment why that's important, and it may also be following up and distributing some of your content, and I'll go through that as well. So the first thing is, If you've got a 60-minute drive, I suggest only using about half of it initially to fulfill some of these tasks as well. You don't want to cram it up. You need to get some headspace. I know myself traveling back from the Transformation Lab home, I just need some clear headspace, maybe some music, maybe some talk radio, some sports radio, just to clear my mind. But 25 to 30 minutes is what I've been looking at for some of these activities and scheduling it in your calendar and actually putting down what you're going to do in that 25 to 30 minutes. So the first thing that I suggest you can do is your team communication. So there are some really nice platforms we have mentioned on the show. I'll link these in the show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 89. And the first tool was Voxer. So this is like a walkie talkie that you can have with your team. So you can send messages back and forth. And if you are live, you can talk back and forth. But if you're caught up or with you with customers, it can just wait until you're with them. So you can do that when you're in the car just by sending messages to your team if they're things that you've thought of on the way home. Voice memos and also delivering potentially a podcast message as well. Perhaps catching up on some phone calls, particularly if you've needed to talk to some professional services people, your accountant, your solicitor, really good to be able to do that. And also considering that you can use these voice memos, and I'll put some tools in the show notes as well. And particularly if you downloaded them as part of the uh, five prescriptions for a stress-free holiday early in the year, and I might put that link there as well, because a lot of these tools are included in that, is that you can actually record these messages and just send them through. So if you don't have time to pick up the phone, and obviously go through to voicemail, you can just record a small MP3 on your phone and just send it by email and then they can come back to you. But these are sometimes some of the phone calls that we just miss all the time and we don't get through to actually conveying our messages through. This is one way you can do that. The second one is strategic planning. So this is where you would get your smartphone whilst it's obviously in the cradle. We don't want to do anything unsafe here at all. I'm not promoting that, but you can record some voice memos. So this is where you might be thinking about the plan or some ideas in your business. I often do this on the way to work or on the way out to a visit. And from from wherever I've been, whether it's the Transformation Lab or one of your pharmacies, I'll review and plan what we do next. So I often just dictate into my phone uh, through a headset and um, I can then get that transcribed so I can do something with it later. It might be writing up a report that comes back to one of you after a Pharmacy Freedom Index session Or it might just be some ideas that I've come up with or some plans for what I've just seen at the Transformation Lab and I'm going to be putting those into play in the next few months. So really some great ideas of actually utilizing that time and not just waiting for a time where you've got some quiet time to get your pad and paper out or your Evernote notebook, I might ask, that um, you actually put those plans into place. You can do it uh, whilst you're traveling. The third one is professional development or personal development. So this might be listening to podcasts, audio books, or audio from videos. You can strip the audio out from videos. So if there's some YouTube videos and things that you haven't been able to watch, you can also listen to the audio as well. Sometimes TED Talks are really good for that as well. And of course, you can just play the video and just 
obviously not look at your phone, um, but also news articles, uh, a tool I've mentioned on the show previously, uh, Pocket, uh, now has a feature where it will read the article to you. So if there are heaps of articles that you'd love to have read, you've saved them, you just haven't got time to literally read them, you can listen to them, which is really, really good. And the fourth one is, and we probably covered this way back in episode 23 with Jason Berrick Lewis, is that you can think of some marketing ideas. So it might be some blog posts, it might be some posts that you want to put onto your pharmacy pages. You can think about these things or even just brainstorm some ideas for later publishing. Or if you've got a virtual pharmacy assistant who can do content writing for you, they can take your brief or your Uh, dot points and turn it into a piece of content that you could potentially review on your next commute. Um, And certainly, um, you know, generating videos. I know some of you have enjoyed uh, in recent weeks, I've been doing uh, Pharmacists in Cars on the Way to Work, which has been our preview video for these shows. And I'll embed it in the show notes here at robertstar.com episode 89. But that's just leveraging the time that's available to us. I didn't have time to sit uh, in the office to do those anymore. So I'm going to do them on the road. And it's just adapting to the environment and obviously leveraging the technology as well. So hopefully you get a few tips out of that. And hopefully you're able to get some of these vital activities, particularly around team communication, strategic planning, personal development, and your marketing. You can get some of these things into your day every single time you come back from the pharmacy or go to the pharmacy as well. This week's episode of Transformation is brought to you by Audible. And for you, the listeners of the Transformation Show, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'm about to start listening to The One Thing, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan at the moment, which you could download or another audiobook by for free by trying audible.com. The download for your free audiobook, go across to audibletrial.com forward slash transformation, of course, after listening to this show. And again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash transformation. So I'm going to go across to my three key learnings from both Chris Kaivitos uh, from Sneaker Boy and Tim Kobe. First up, I'll go through Chris Kaivitos. So he's the CEO of a company called Sneaker Boy. And there are so many fantastic things about his company and some of the cultural aspects that I wanted to share with you. But first, a really big thanks in appreciation to the Retail Doctor Group and our past guest, Brian Walker for the invitation to their Retail Doctor Group CEO event. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well for future events because it was a really nice, intimate conversation with Chris. Often I go along to some of these events and it's very one way. You just hear a speaker talk and you don't get the opportunity to ask questions back. With a room of about 20 to 25 people, it was really lots of opportunity both during the presentation and also after to get those insights from Chris as well. And the first uh, key learning I wanted to share was Ask yourself, what if? Whenever you have a good idea or a big idea that maybe even scares you a little bit, ask what if. Chris asked what if. He asked, what if we could have a shoe store with no inventory? Hey, people don't like carrying shoes around. Why would they want to do that? And he's built a huge business out of it. If you think about some of their more unforgettable experiences that we're having right now, like Uber, mobile checking in at the airport, banking, Got to think about what's your Uber moment in your pharmacy going to be? What is it that you can do in your pharmacy that a customer might think, 
I can't get that anywhere else. That's amazing. I would never go back to another pharmacy because they don't do that. And clearly this pharmacy does. So have a good think about that one. Number two was collect and leverage a clean database. One of the things that Chris shared is being able to capture email addresses and customer details in store means it's clean. So it means that someone's not on a website and putting in phony information just to download something for free, right? So in this case, they're joining your loyalty card, which is a really great opportunity. I'm gonna share with you one of, the, one of the biggest things that you should be able to do with your loyalty database in just a moment. But you gotta answer the question, particularly before that, when you ask people to sign up for your loyalty card, don't call it a loyalty card because you're asking for something that they're not willing to give you yet. They don't think, well, I don't know if I trust you yet. So don't say you've got a loyalty card because you need to, you can't buy my loyalty. I'm not going to give it to you. You need to give me something. So Chris had the, had the idea that it needed to be something that resonated with his customer group, which of course were on-trend customers uh, around shoes. And so he called their card the Sneaker Boy ID. Uh, which really resonated for them when they came into store and they said, hey, have you got your Sneaker Boy ID? And people were like, oh, what's that? And it's like, oh, look, we can get you can get quicker delivery, express turnaround. And it's like, sure, we'll do that. And he's got a really clean database. And where, where that really is important is uh, with some of the tools that we've mentioned on the show previously, like MailChimp, which is a really nice email marketing platform, it integrates really nicely with Facebook. Now, what that means... And I may have shared this in the past, so apologies if I'm going over old ground, but you can use the email databases of your customers on Facebook, not to stalk them, but what Facebook allows you to do is if all of your customers are on Facebook, it learns the demographics of your customers. And if you want to find people like your customers, It'll find another audience just like them and potentially also being able to market directly to their friends. Uh, So really, one of the great things we always love is when we get great recommendations from our friends by word of mouth. But on Facebook, it's like one of those things. If you've been on the platform and you get recommended something because someone else has liked it, this is what how this gets done. And it's something that is very, very low cost and is certainly more effective than a lot of local area marketing initiatives that we have. So have a good look at that. And I'd be really interested if some of you have tried it. I'm certainly going to be trialing that um, in our transformation lab of how we can leverage that. But certainly I'd love to see if you could get some great insights from that as well. And the other thing that Chris really did was really understand the life of his customers. So really a nice quote that he had was, live the life of your customer. Now he noticed that his customer base was very, very mobile, very young, and literally didn't spend a whole lot of time in front of a computer. So the social media platform he chose was Instagram uh, because it's a mobile only platform. And ultimately it was what people wanted to do. They wanted to share their shoes, photos of their shoes, and, uh, and, and he literally runs his whole business and drives innovation using that platform. So again, when you're talking to your customers, live the life of your customer to really understand them and really understand what they like, what they don't like, but also their social media platform. Because again, we don't need to be on every platform. 
And the third one was retail sales training is just essential. What Chris shared with us is that before he had retail sales training in his businesses, his team were disorganized, distracted, didn't really have any goals. They just went around and just had random chats to people, grouped together, huddled together, really didn't add a whole lot to the business. So as we shared in episode 80 and also episode 73 with Christian Marnie, and episode 80 obviously was Roger Simpson, Sales training can really help to unlock uh, some of the hidden talents and also opportunities that exist in our businesses if we go about it the right way. So some really good insights there from Chris as well. Tim Kobe, now he owns a company called 8 Inc. Now I've had the pleasure of listening to Tim, uh, thanks to my alumni and a very nice invitation from a pharmacy colleague, uh, Bronwyn Portes. And uh, he was talking about the eight keys of designing human experience. Now I'm not gonna go through all eight, even though they were completely fascinating and I could talk about Apple retail till the nth degree, but it wasn't just about Apple retail. Certainly they've set the benchmark and as Tim shared with us, we basically put Apple as the default leader just because of the remarkable nature of the store that they created. And as I'll share with you in a moment, it wasn't always roses for the whole concept and uh, and it's really, really interesting. The first insight I wanted to share or learning was that experience is holistic and that's what Omnichannel is. It's it's basically an experience across every touch point. So every time a customer wants something from you as the business, they're able to get a great experience, whether it's online, on the phone, on social media, really, really consistent. And particularly around the in-store experience, it was really converting a physical place into an experience. So one of the examples Tim used was the Virgin Lounge, which funnily enough, he designed as well, which is really not so much just a lounge where you you know, may grab a drink before a flight or whatever, but really zeroing in on the fact that you're in transition. So you're going from one place to the next. So you need assistance with things that are gonna do that. So it might be accessing services at the other end of your flight, being aware of where you are. I know we've spoken, I think, after the uh, retail technology conference earlier this year in episode 65, that Air New Zealand was starting to track where you were in proximity to the airport so that they could decide whether you're gonna make your plane on time or whether they'd need to uh, perhaps make special provisions for you or freak you out by making your favorite cup of coffee before you've asked for it. So certainly it's something there that's really putting that experience into play. And the second is irrational loyalty. So it was a great little phrase that I'm gonna read because I absolutely loved it, which Tim shared from Howard Schultz, who of course is the CEO of Starbucks. And the quote he shared with us was this, our customers are likely to experience an increased level of anxiety and concern. Now, this was during a really tough time in the US as well, global financial crisis, and it was really a tough time for retail and specifically for you know discretionary purchases like coffee. And so he then pleaded with his employees, please, this, you need to understand that our success is not an entitlement, but something we need to earn every day. So let's be very sensitive to the pressures our customers may be feeling and do everything we can individually and collectively to exceed their expectations. So I'd like to ask you a question of how did you treat your patients today and did you do anything that exceeded their expectations? 
I reckon it's a KPI that we should all be taking in our business. And it's a question we should all be asking our team of what did you do to exceed expectations today? Did you get a wow from a customer? It should be a wow count, I reckon. And uh, certainly it's just around deriving emotion. So when you wow someone, you derive an emotional response from your customers. And this is where word of mouth just takes off. And of course, through this very powerful vehicle called social media we talk about, it has got more power than ever before. And uh, it's these types of things that can really send a business into viral growth as well. And particularly around looking at the changes in the world right now, where in the 20th century, Tim was sharing with us, hyperconsumption was the theme, which is where, you know, it was really about ownership. And particularly when I applied this to pharmacy, the authority of owning all the health information and the knowledge and getting people to physically come to us uh, because they couldn't access it anywhere else and we were the best source for it. Whereas now in the 21st century, we're in a collaborative consumption environment where we're all garnered by and governed by our reputations and community and shared access. So people can now come to us with information that is more credible than some of our best references in the pharmacy and we need to collaborate with them. We can't tell them, no, 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 anything from Google is taboo. You can't do, you can't read that. It's not credible. We need to help them filter that. And as we talk about a lot on the show, becoming that trusted advisor. And the third thing was taking risks. The Apple stores, and this is the most remarkable thing, were so heavily criticised in all mainstream media when they first came out, their prime locations, their massive rents. But if we look at them right now, we're looking at them as the beacon, the default leader, the highest retail sales per square metre. But it didn't look like that at the beginning. And if they looked at it as a risk and as something that was just going to be a little bit uncomfortable, it never would have happened. As we shared in uh, a lot of our episodes, particularly episode 75 with Hillary Khan, the Genius Bars took three years to become a pillar and gain momentum. So they had to stick with it. We had to be resilient. And in pharmacy, we need to be resilient as well because the risk of inaction is far greater far greater than actually going down a new path. I think Einstein said it best when he said that we can't solve our problems with the same thinking that created them. So I hope you've taken as much value out of it as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And certainly, if there are any tutorials or any topics you'd think would make a great solo show in future, I would love to absolutely hear about them. Got time for our transformation motivational quote of the week, which came from Tim Covey, funnily enough, which was, the future of design is the future of human interaction. Next week, we have an inspirational story of Nick Bover. Now, if you don't know Nick, you will know so much more about him and how his story will inspire you to greatness. Just very briefly, he rose to the heated challenge of having Chemist Warehouse literally land on his doorstep unannounced and how through this adversity he built the most successful veterinary compounding business in Australia, if not the world. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping that he will build the biggest one in the world, absolutely. If you've loved this week's show, leave a comment in the show notes. I read and respond to every one of them, and there's always space for you, and always love hearing from them, particularly on these solo shows as well. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.